0: Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus on Wednesday, the 18th of August, a a date we might remember in future as the beginning of the Delta lockdowns. Yesterday, it all escalated quite quickly. Um, I had my first shot of COVID at around about 11 o'clock yesterday. And then around about three o'clock, we heard that there had been the discovery of a case out in the community. At just after six o'clock I was at the news conference the Prime Minister and Ashley Bloomfield and Grant Robertson held in the Beehive Theatre and we learned that a 58 year old Devonport man had tested positive for COVID-19. He went to his GP on Monday uh, the test came through yesterday morning. Uh, the government was informed around midday, and uh, we were all told around about three. The government decided to put us all into a level for lockdown immediately, or at least from midnight last night. Three days for the entire country. Seven days for Auckland and Coromandel, because the 58-year-old man and his vaccinated partner, Uh, went on a weekend away trip to Coromandel. On Saturday and Sunday they were in Coromandel and there are now 15 locations of interest and you can find the link in the um, Dawn Chorus email to check those out, including a hotel in Coromandel where it looks like the couple watched the rugby uh, with 70 others or so. This morning, the Prime Minister announced that there had been four new cases uh, tested positive, including a hospital worker, that the Devonport man's case was confirmed as a Delta case, and that all five cases, so four new ones plus one yesterday, were linked genomically as Delta cases. It's clear now that it's not just going to be three days or seven days, and that we are going to have to work very hard to avoid the sort of breakouts that have happened in Australia. Clearly, New South Wales has lost control of its outbreak, which means Australia has, and there won't be a bubble reopening anytime soon. The Prime Minister described Delta as a game changer and said that had forced the need for a very hard and very early lockdown to try and eliminate COVID, uh, which, of course, is the right thing to do. Uh, And um, we now spend some time in lockdown. So what does that mean for the economy? Where do we go to next? Well, we were all expecting at two o'clock this afternoon, the Reserve Bank to put up interest rates for the first time in seven years, and to be the first developed World Central Bank to increase interest rates since COVID. However, uh, after the news last night, and again this morning, economists are uh, shifting towards no hike. So we've heard from Westpac and ASB's economists, they now expect no hike today. ANZ is sticking with its 25 basis point call. And the bank itself actually increased its retail, mortgage and deposit rates yesterday in anticipation of today's hike. We'll see what happens there with that one. And BNZ's economists are saying it's now a toss-up as to whether it's on hold or a 25 basis point hike. Uh, Although I had expected a rate hike too, simply because that's what everyone else um, had expected the Reserve Bank to do, I actually thought that they shouldn't increase interest rates today. I um, thought that the rest of the world has clearly lost its fears about inflation in at the same rate that the Delta outbreaks overseas are causing such havoc all around the world. There are b- outbreaks in Europe and in Asia, and in particular in China. We're not hearing a lot of detail on these Chinese outbreaks, but there have been lockdowns in a number of large cities. And importantly, the world's third biggest container port at Ningbo has now been closed for seven days because a worker on one of the container terminals uh, tested positive for the Delta variant. And in the United States in the last week or so, there have been significant drops in consumer confidence. Uh, We've seen this morning a, a retail sales drop of more than 1% in Australia, in the United States in July. That was three times more than economists had expected. And the US stock market has fallen just over 1% this morning, again beginning to worry that there will be a slowdown in global economic growth this year, having initially begun the year with plenty of talk of a very fast rebound. Uh, all of this means that central banks are um, putting on hold their plans for rate hikes, if they had any, and we're going to see more talk of uh, money printing. Uh, in particular, America, Australia, Europe, Japan, uh, and and um, uh, others are still printing money, actually. New Zealand stopped uh, about four or five weeks ago, And now the question will be, um, what does the government and the Reserve Bank do if these lockdowns turn into something much more substantial than just a week or so? By the way, uh, uh, Grant Robertson also announced the reopening of all of the income support schemes, including the uh, wage subsidy, the resurgence payments and the various leave payments, uh, and uh, the he said that Treasury had forecast that a, a one-week lockdown at level four would cost um, about $1.5 billion in GDP and a lockdown at level three for a week would cost the economy around about, uh, where are we here, $920 million a week. Grant Robertson also says the government has plenty of money to deal with this in the short term, Uh, there is a billion dollars left in unallocated spending for the uh, programs that have been reopened today, and there's five billion left generally in the COVID relief and recovery fund that was set up in the May 2020 budget. And of course, uh, if the Reserve Bank was to restart its money printing program, uh, the government would have no problems uh, funding that. In fact, Short-term interest rates, the five-year interest rate um, fell sharply yesterday to 1.3%, so the government's um, real borrowing costs are significantly below zero at the moment, and nominal costs are barely above zero. In my view, it's maybe not today, but it's not a bad time for the government and the Reserve Bank to revisit this whole area of quantitative easing, i.e. money printing and bond buying, as the main tool for the Reserve Bank once it has cut interest rates to naught, Obviously, as we saw over the last year, quantitative easing increases asset prices. That's the whole point. The wealth effect for the 60-something percent of the population who own homes is the way the Reserve Bank stimulates the economy now. That is... um, an effective way to do it, and you could argue fairer than many other countries where quantitative easing programs have benefited the wealthiest the most because they have pumped up share prices, and shares tend to be more concentrated in their ownership on those who are already wealthy, but it doesn 't get away from the problem that we now have a monetary policy um, tool which has been approved by the government, which is also having big effects on our society and on inequality and these effects haven't really been acknowledged yet um, although it's very clear a 30% rise in house prices in a year is going to make it much more difficult for more people to get into the housing market and to have secure and affordable housing Uh, and um, I think the government should be revisiting um, the role of quantitative easing now and look to other ways to stimulate the economy which are fairer, which direct more cash into the actual economy of spending and investing, and use the wealth effect by which the richest get wealthier and the poorest don't get the benefits. In fact, um, we'll often see their rents increase and other costs that the government should look at widespread equal cash payments funded from quantitative easing. Now, that can be directly monetized, i.e. the Reserve Bank simply hands the money directly to the government. Uh, that would concern some people in financial markets, or do as it is at the moment, which is to buy those bonds in the secondary market after the government has borrowed the money from banks and pension funds. And the government, as the um, the operator of fiscal policy, would make the decision about paying people equally. Uh, the point of that is to, um, A, make sure the money is distributed, that um, it is as fair as possible. Simply um, pumping an equal amount, let's say it's $10,000, into the accounts of every resident is fair. Every resident is being treated the same. But it is... Um, a progressive uh, move in that $10,000 is worth a lot more to a poor person than a rich person. It also means that everyone gets the benefit, not just property and asset owners, and that money is much more likely to be spent and invested, or more importantly, used to repay debt uh, for those at the lower end of the spectrum who are in short-term and very expensive debt. I'll uh, revisit this at a later uh time, and I'll be um, keeping an eye on the Reserve Bank's statement at 2 o'clock. We're not sure yet whether there's going to be a full press conference, uh, socially distanced no doubt, or whether we go to some sort of Zoom call or not have a press conference at all. Um, We'll find out on that later on today. So, um, an awfully eventful 24 hours. Uh, Boy, that escalated. And uh, we shall see what happens for now. Um, I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus. It uh, is Wednesday, August the 18th. Kakite Ano.